Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. I wonder if um, any of you can relate I just uh, told Tim as I was walking in, he asked how I was doing. I said, I'm all right. He said, just all right. And I said, listen, you know how they say you should walk a mile in my shoes? Well, I say you should spend 30 minutes in my brain and you would understand what all is happening in there, right? You know, we're, we're in the countdown to Christmas and I'm not ready. So there's a lot, there is a lot that has to happen yet. But I am so delighted and grateful to be with you again this morning and kind of wrapping up this um, It's All Good series. And it dawned on me as I was preparing this week, this is our last Sunday morning together this year. I know, how did that happen? But we're talking about It's All Good. The good news, like this gospel message that we live it is better than true, and it's for anyone and everyone. So I wonder this morning, are you good news? What if you are the only news that someone gets? Is it good news? Because if it's good news, we certainly hope it's true, right? If it's bad news, we hope it's not true. But the good news that we are talking about is good news of great joy for all people, for anyone and everyone. This good news, as in uh, Luke 2, 10, where the angel comes to the shepherd, and after they get over their shock and fear of the angel, the angel says, listen, no, no. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. That was good news for the shepherds back then. It's good news for you and I today. A savior was born. So again, if you're the only news that someone's getting, I kind of imagine it was like the shepherds, like somebody's coming with this news. What is the news that you are sharing? Are you personifying this good news that is Jesus, a savior, are you illuminating this star? So today as I, as I talk, I want you to consider who needs to see and experience this good news through you this Christmas season. Like what can you do for that person that might make your light shine a little brighter than normal, illuminating Jesus to them? Now, I know you might have really quickly thought of a person and then probably came up with five to 10 reasons why you're not going there. Am I right? We can think about inadequacies, insecurities. I mean, we can just come up with all these excuses and these reasons why we're not the person. God, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know why you gave me that name. I'm not talking to them. And I want to remind you, as Jesus himself told his 12 as he sent them out. And this we find in Matthew 10. And this chapter is where he's sending out his 12, like go preach the gospel message. 
And then he also tells them, be on your guard. They're going to hand you over to local councils, flog you <laughs> on my account. This is encouraging, right? On my account, you'll be brought before governors. But he says, but when they arrest you. Okay, so you and I likely won't get arrested for speaking to this person that is laid on our heart. But when they maybe contest, maybe they tell us we're wrong, maybe they ignore us, maybe they whatever, write us off. Do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid about what and how to say it. Who needs to hear the good news through you? So let's dive in this morning and talk about being the good news. And we're going to turn to Matthew 5. And this is a chapter where he's, um, he's teaching, he's up on the mountainside teaching the crowds. He's taught about the Beatitudes, you know, all the blessed R's and about salt and light. And then in verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. Now, listen, this is Jesus. This is the star himself saying, you are the light of the world. Those words to the disciples are words for us today. We are also his followers. And he's also saying to you and I today, we are the light of the world. So as you and I, as we love God and we allow him to guide our lights and as we love others, we point others to him. So our light illuminates love, this gospel message, this good news and peace. John 8, 12, Jesus again in his words says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We are his light and light is life. We live in a pretty dark world, friends. Full of lies, deception, hate, confusion. Our light is really countercultural. And again, if we're not shining the good news, who is? So again, Jesus is imploring us to be the light, be the news. Um, verse 16, it says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The gospel. This good news of Jesus is not a secret to be hidden, a secret to be kept. We need to be, li we need to be living, consumed by what others think about God, not us. So if we can get ourselves out of the way and, and live out this love, live out these good deeds that it talks about here, we're not talking about works. We're talking about good deeds. And when, and when those commendable things that we do shine light upon them, they're going to give their praises to the Father, not to us. That's the difference between good deeds and works, right? Works reflect us. Our, our heart posture, if you're not sure, our heart, our heart posture is going to reflect our motive. So if we are uh, about pointing people to Jesus... It is about the good deeds, and it's not about ourselves. These good deeds are a result of selflessness. 
selflessness, the fruit of the Spirit just pouring out of us because we're aligned with God. We're not doing these things for approval, for kudos, for acceptance, awards, whatever the spotlight. As we, as we do these good deeds, as we shine our light, people are probably going to wonder, like, how can you be so kind? How can you be so generous and compassion, compassionate and forgiving? Like, how do you do that? And if they actually ask you and you have opportunity to share your story and to share Jesus, they'll see Jesus. They won't see those good deeds, those works. So... The good deeds reflect Jesus. The way he lived, the way he saw people, and the way he gave of himself. Tammy already gave us um, Hebrews 11 to dig into this week. At least I'm gonna. Um, but I wanna, I wanna encourage you to continue reading through Matthew. And I'd say start in five at the beginning of the Beatitudes. But he goes on then, and I think Gene talked about this last week, about how he goes on to talk about, like, I haven't come to abolish the law and the prophets. I came to elevate. And then he goes on and gives examples. Like, you've been told not to murder. Well, we all know that, right? But don't, don't even be angry. And he talks about um, adultery, oaths, an eye for an eye, um, loving your enemies, giving to the needy, prayer, fasting, um, he talks about judging others, a tree and its fruit. So chapters five, six, and seven are just a beautiful, um, a beautiful example of how to live this life, this new way of actually of freedom, which takes, a, takes us back to last week, or actually I think two weeks ago, Jean talked to us about the story where the Pharisees were all in a fluff because Jesus was wanting to go to Levi's house. Levi was a tax collector and he's considered unclean. And Jesus reminded the Pharisees that he did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. So in my notes, I wrote, repentance equals freedom, which was kind of a new thought, but it was like freedom versus judgment, and that equals good news. So I kind of sat with that a little bit, like this whole idea of freedom. And I, and I journaled a bit after that, as I do a lot, and just this idea of freedom. And so I just want to read to you some of my entries here from December 6th. Is it hard for us to think we need freedom? We're not literally enslaved or in bondage like the Israelites were. We don't need to do animal sacrifice for sins and purification. We don't live under a lot of laws. Is this why we take the good news so lightly? We live pretty easy and lavish lives in 2023. What do we feel we need freedom for? Do we need freedom? And where or how are we looking for this freedom? Maybe we think it looks like a new job to free up our finances. Maybe we need new friends to free up some of our relational things. Maybe we think freedom is the kids growing up and moving out. Or is our perspective off? Are we misaligned? Because this freedom, this good news, the gospel message, isn't about accepting Jesus into our lives. It's about Jesus taking over our lives. 
we invited Jesus into our lives for freedom. Freedom from ourselves, our sinful tendencies, for peace that doesn't make sense. But then it becomes old hat. We take it for granted and we start to go at it alone. Jesus died and rose again for our freedom. So how about we let him do the driving? Like we're the lights, but he's the star. We follow his lead. We shine to show off his love. We surrender. And as I, I sat with that a while, I, I wrote a whole lot more. And then as often happens with me, I started drawing. I'm not an artist, but God, I, I don't know. If you don't know this about me yet, analogies are kind of uh, the way I see the world. So if you don't like analogies, I apologize, but here we go. Um, and I drew a Christmas tree, which is obviously fitting for the season. And I will spare you my drawing, but I found some clip art. That's so much fancier than mine. Question, and just shout it out. What's the first thing you see when you look at the tree? Everybody said a star. Okay, what else? Lights, presents. I didn't hear anybody say the tree. Oh, you said it. All right, all right, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. But as I was drawing this, um, God was just kind of downloading to me what this all meant. And the tree itself, um, I find to be a picture of, or symbolic of the world. And it's this world that needs our light. We don't really see the tree. I mean, one of you did. We don't really see the tree when the lights are on, right? Like think about these trees back here. If the lights weren't on it, we probably wouldn't really notice it that much. I think that um, in that way, when our lights aren't on it, when our lights aren't on the world, maybe the world and all its enticements fade a little bit. We might see kind of the shape of the tree, but mostly what we see when we look at a tree like this is everything that's on it. The gifts under the tree, I think, are symbolic of like the festivities, the traditions, maybe Santa, or whatever it is that you make Christmas to be. The lights, well, the lights illuminate the tree. They turn, I don't know, I don't know how you look at a tree, but when I look at a tree, I find myself at the bottom and I'm kind of following the gaze up to the top. And I think that's what our light does. When we shine our light in the world, we draw people's gaze to the star, which is, of course, Jesus. He is the star. So again, we are these lights. We are the light of the world. And one thing I didn't get on this, couldn't find clip art with this at all, is the cord that goes, nobody's tree looks like that. There's a cord somewhere that's annoying and in the way for tripping and all those things, right? Okay, so there's a cord somewhere that's plugged into a source, which is electricity. What are we plugged into? And that's a key in this, is that it, we have got to be plugged into the source. Because if we are plugged into self, to the world, we're going to illuminate ourselves and not the star. Okay, and the ornaments. 
And the ornaments, I think, are symbolic of our good deeds. They're, they're highlighted by the light on the tree. When I sit at home in the mornings when it's dark until noon, um, and I'm sitting on the couch with my coffee and Oscar, and I look at the tree, I'm like, oh, it just, like, I can't really see as much on it. When the light is on, when the lights are on, then I can see the ornaments, and I can see all the way up to the top, which we just have an angel, and I decided this morning, we need to get a star. We gotta have a star up there next year. Shine your light so that they will see your good deeds and praise your Father. The lights are needed to showcase what's on the tree, not the tree itself. Kind of like, we're in this world, we really don't have any say, so what are we gonna do to make it beautiful? What are we gonna do to make it peaceful, loving, and showing the world this version of freedom? We are the light of the world, and Jesus says, shine. If we don't tell others the good news, who will? If you don't tell your kids the good news, who will? Or what version? And I wonder sometimes if we've forgotten our role to shine, to reflect love in Jesus, and to direct others to this way of freedom and peace, to be the news. And I think it likely comes back to our source, like what are we connected to? Have we connected to the Father, or are we connected to ourselves? Listen, I know how the busyness of life, especially during this holiday season, can be distracting. Like, I get it. I'm feeling it. We can get so stressed and pressured and caught up in all kinds of comparison and just all the things. And then we tend to kind of go at it alone. We kind of, we're plugged into self and we're like head down and we're just gonna, we're gonna make it through this season without losing it. I mean, so I've heard. But then we end up so tired, right? We're too tired to care or to even be present. We compare, we compete, judge, criticize, blame, gossip, insert. It's the Grinch version, really. It's the Grinch version of Christmas. Our lights are barely illuminating the spaces that we're in. Of course, there's a better way. And being connected to the source, and when we are connected to Jesus, our light's gonna illuminate the good news to the world, to our communities, to our families. The good news, not the Americanized version where we tend to kind of pick and choose how we want to follow Jesus. Not the, not the version where grace has given away to laziness or where love is based on opinion, convenience, expectation, and judgment. No, we're talking about the good news that Jesus is the Savior of the world. It's life lived in relationship with him, not based on what we earn through our works. It's freedom from judgment and shame and condemnation. It's grace, but it's grace with action. It's grace that displays the fruit of the Spirit. And this love, 
that we're talking about? It's the agape love. It's the selfless, laying down yourself, your agenda, your expectations sort of love. This is a life of peace and hope and joy. Not because of the presence. Oops, the tree's gone. Not because of the presence under the tree. The traditions, Santa, the festivities, those things can all bring us temporary happiness, right? It's fun. But because of his presence that brings us lasting hope and peace and joy, the freedom we live in should be the main narrative, the freedom that ushers in grace and peace and hope and patience, compassion. Because of Jesus, born in a manger. So if this Jesus in a manger Christmas story is a story of good news, and it's a story of Christ, and Christ lives in me, then I am good news. You are good news. And so the way that you and I treat each other and those in our communities and our families our good deeds should reflect this good news. The good news that says, I was lost, Jesus found me, rescued me, I repented, and now I live in freedom. I am not bound by the law. I live a life of love, loving God and others, and I have unexplainable peace. So as we shine our unique light on others, for others, with others, I just want to remind you again, we're illuminating Jesus and helping others find him. Now, it doesn't matter if you're those little white lights back here or if you're those fun, like the bigger, more vintage, colorful lights. It doesn't matter if you flicker a little. Jesus leveled the playing field. In Galatians 3.28, he says, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. So we are we all look different. We all are different people. Our lights are going to shine differently. But your light is your light. Don't compare it to anyone else's. Don't judge. Just be responsible for your light and shine. Be the good news. And we do that by imitating Christ, who came in the most humble way, in a manger, to a mom and dad who really had nothing. And I'm going to add one more chapter of reading for you, Philippians 2. And I don't have it on the screen. I'm not going to read through it. But this is a chapter where it talks about, where Paul is talking about imitating Christ's humility. And I just have um, some bullet points here because I think this chapter reflects some of these good deeds and how we can imitate his humility. So it's things like being in harmony which is being in unity. It's not being uniform. Sometimes we agree to disagree. Um, it's eliminating pride-filled opinions and boasting. It's being authentic. Humbly putting others first. Consider their welfare above your own. Abandon self, a selfishness. Serve others. Be vulnerable. Work the work God has for you. Be cheerful. No complaining. So let's take a look at your tree. Okay, if we pull that picture of the tree back up again, imagine this is your tree. This Christmas, what is it that you're putting under your tree? 
So along with all the festivities, the actual gifts, I wonder, are you also giving gifts of your time and energy and resources? All these things that help to further this mission of Christ and freedom and love and peace. What ornaments are hanging on it? Like, how are you being the good news? What are the good deeds that you can and should be doing this Christmas season? Maybe your ornaments are being selfless, serving others, being humble, vulnerable, authentic, being available. Maybe it's loving all without judgment, extending grace and mercy, forgiving, being generous, giving encouraging words to others. Those are just a few options of ornaments. And then who's the star? Who's a star on your tree? Is it you or your spouse or your kids? Or is it Jesus? And what's your source? What are you plugged into this morning? And then also, what are you telling your kids about this good news of great joy for all people? You know, Santa is Santa. Um, and he can be the one that brings your kids the physical gifts, if that's the story you tell them. You can bribe your kids with a whole naughty and nice thing. You can put out the cookies and milk. You can sit on his lap. Um, you can enjoy the family time, the gift exchanges, the culinary treats, all the things, the movies, the lights. And please don't hear any judgment in this, okay? Don't hear any judgment in this. I know it's all super fun. We took um, our two oldest granddaughters through the lights last night at the, at the fairground, and it was a blast. I didn't see Jesus in there anywhere. Wait a minute. Was there a manger scene? Oh, sorry. Let's just say the ratio was disproportionate. No. <laughs> no. Um, so I know it is all so much fun that, you know, we do traditional foods and treats and PJs and all of that stuff. But please, can you also make sure to include the real story? the good news, the Christmas story where Jesus is born in a manger. He grows up. He experiences every human emotion possible so, you, so he can relate to us. He dies, comes back to life again to give us freedom from ourselves and from judgment. The Christmas story of, of a Jesus who holds us when we're afraid or lost or cares for us when we're feeling weak one we can talk to about anything, one who gives us peace when we give him our troubles. The Christmas story where we live in freedom, not in bondage to laws and fear of condemnation, guilt and shame, but of a life in relationship with Jesus, doing good deeds out of our freedom, living as beloved, whole, worthy, in peace. Oh my, the peace. The Christmas story where Jesus brings us his presence through the Holy Spirit living in us 24-7, giving us access to direction, words to speak, peace and joy despite our most difficult circumstances. The Christmas story where there's no naughty or nice because no matter what I do or I don't do, God's love for me never changes Friends, this is extraordinarily good news.
So let's be the good news. Do the good deeds. You and I are the light of the world. So let's let our light shine. Jesus, I thank you for your son. For your light and the light that you've placed in each one of us. And God, as my friends in this space and, and my friends online, have, as they've considered this morning who it is that you would like to use them to speak to in this Christmas season, I thank you that we can have that confidence to know that you're going to speak for us, that you're going to give us those words to speak in those moments when we're afraid, when we feel inadequate. But we know we're supposed to do it. And I pray for courage. And the faith that Tammy talked about as well. To just have that faith that you will do what you said. So we give you these words, Lord, and we give you this time, and we're again just, just so grateful. Amen. So I have this, um, it's really small, I don't know that you can see it, but it's a little light, and they're all different fun colors. Our light, our tree's gonna look really different next year. I'm gonna have a bunch of these, um, I don't know, in the back. And I would encourage you, if you are so inclined, to take one of these as a reminder of who it is that God is asking you to, um, I don't know, I don't know what he's gonna ask of you with this person, but the person that he laid on your heart that needs to hear the good news this year this Christmas season, all year long, but especially this Christmas season. Guys, we've got a lot of opportunities, right? Coming up in the next week or two to spend time with family, with friends, and that may be your person. But hang this on your tree, hang it on your rear view mirror, whatever it is, just as this reminder. Because if anything, I don't want you guys to leave and not do anything out of this time. Like, let's, let's be the light and consider how it is that God wants you to shine your light this Christmas. And as always, the prayer team is gonna be up here. If you need prayer, because you know that conversation is gonna be hard or that person's gonna be hard, if there's anything at all that's on your heart and mind this morning, uh, the prayer team would love to pray for you, pray with you, pray an encouraging word over you. And like I said, I'll have um, this tray of ornaments in the back and I'd love if you would just uh, take one this morning. Bless you. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family. 